Let me say a very special welcome to listeners to the Dominican.net radio and to Q95FM radio station. Let me welcome you to this edition of This Week in Interview. We have a very interesting lineup for you this evening as we will be, first of all, talking to a very important group of Dominicans out there in the United States who have been taking a very close look at the agriculture sector. As we continue our focus on agriculture tonight, we want to talk to them about what they found out about agriculture in Dominica and the plans that they can put forward to improve that sector. So indeed, we are in fact talking agriculture tonight, and we want to say a very special welcome to our guests. Um, from And basically, we want to talk about making agriculture sexy. I kind of like this topic as well, as we say a very special welcome to all of you on the panel tonight. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Okay, well, let me... It's great to have all of you. As we go along, we'll make the introductions, but I wanted to introduce... Um, the, the person, if you like, the inspiration um, behind this, this panel, what he's been doing over the past several weeks is that he's brought together every Sunday night these dedicated professional Dominicans living out there in the United States, spend an hour to two hours discussing the agriculture sector, looking at the problems which, which have been faced by the sector, and trying to come up with solutions as to that can be put forward. And one of the key persons involved in that is um, Claudia Sanford. You all know Claudia Sanford, of course, the the former um, UWP, rep not representative, but the, the candidate for the United Workers' Party in the Caribbean Territory. And he joins us there. And we just want to say welcome to you, Mr. Sanford. Well, thanks a lot, um, Dr. Fontaine, for awarding me the opportunity tonight on air to, to do the discussion on making agriculture sexy in Dominica. I think the um, the term is very um, right now, especially as we're about to celebrate Christmas. That's when we we really enjoy our agricultural products in Dominica: our yam, our dashi, and our our, our, our nice um, smoked pork and chicken and beef and you name it. I mean, it's a really it's the height of the agricultural season this 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 Christmas. So let me just use the opportunity to wish all the listening public uh, uh, you know season greetings and all the best for this Christmas. The participants tonight in our discussion will introduce themselves as the discussion unfolds, as we leave that for them to do. They are well-qualified professionals and experts in various fields um, living in the United States, but they are all Dominicans, very um, loving and patriotic Dominicans who you know, have been here working hard and doing their best, and they will introduce themselves as we go on tonight. Um, they are all, the participants tonight are members of a growing network which we call the U.S. Network USA. Um, Network USA is an initiative I started upon my arrival here um, last year in Arkansas to do my, my graduate degree in conjunction with a couple of my former classmates from the St. Andrews High School. When I came up here, I got in touch with them. and We started our discussion, and then it, it, it grew into, hey, let's get this thing in a conference. Let's invite some other people to be part of the discussion. And this has been ongoing for a while, and we have been able to bring together um, you know, quite a few people out here in the USA are mentioned in a while. The goal of this network is to really and truly bring together the resourcefulness of the Dominican living in the USA in an active discussion on critical economic sectors of, of the economy in Dominica. With the aim to really and truly putting forward achievable programs and policy reform to the administration of the day, and also to other interested stakeholders, interested stakeholders in the whole you know affairs of the Dominica economy. Um, so it's really and truly it's an attempt to get our people abroad to add their voices and resources to policy decision in a more practical way, more than beyond just the you know, sending of the barriers and going home to vote and you know supporting certain you know medical back home. They also can add their voices to the discussion. Um, we have people from Florida, Texas, New Jersey, New York, Boston, Alabama, Atlanta. A cancer, Washington D.C. You know, that call into the program when they come on a Sunday evening in our discussions and you know give their views and their vibes and you know their suggestion for going forward. We have the the group has identified five critical areas where they think 
that Dominicans living abroad can significantly contribute to food resourcefulness, both human and capital. We have the five areas we identified were information technology, agriculture, education, health, and tourism. Um, we have had a fruitful discussion on the IT sector so far, and the proposal is currently work in progress. Um, we're trying to put together this proposal that we can put forward as a, a map or uh, uh, some guidance for to, to really highlight the importance of information technology in, in, in a growing economy like Dominica and how it can be integrated into the other areas I identified earlier to really help you know, springboard our economy and make our beautiful island one of the best islands in the Caribbean. But tonight, we are going to continue our discussion um, on agriculture. We started and um, we have had some discussion. So we're going to continue tonight, and we're very happy that you give us the opportunity. And our discussion tonight will briefly touch on three areas. One, and I say briefly because agriculture is, I mean, we can discuss this for a very long time, and we still not end the discussion, so I say briefly here. But it will be three areas which we will try our best within the time we have. will be the rule of agriculture in the Dominican economy and overall society as we extend it. The challenges facing the agriculture industry currently. And the third area is the way forward. You know, we're putting forward a suggestion, we call it. It's, it's not maybe the idea, or we hope it will be eventually when it becomes practical, but we're putting the, the, the suggestion forward as the, the way forward of agriculture. So without, with this short introduction, I will leave it here, and um, I will invite my other colleagues who have been you know, so passionate in the ongoing discussions to join in and um, introduce yourself. And the first area we'll be looking at is the role of agriculture in the Dominican economy. Okay, well, with that, let's bring in um, Halifa. Halifa is one of the other members of this um, group that spends this Sunday night. They could be looking at television, doing a number of things, yet they spend several hours on a Sunday evening looking at agriculture and the role of agriculture. So let's bring in Halima Abdullah. Um, good evening, everyone. My name is Halima Abdullah, and I am currently residing in New Jersey from the village of Marigat. Merry Christmas to my fellow Dominicans and a special shout-out to the people in Marigat. Um, tonight, um, my focus will primarily be on um, a short um, discussion on the history of um, agriculture in Dominica and how it came about that we inherited the um, agricultural um, sector that we have today. Um, if you look um, going back into the colonial um, era, we have agricultural prosperity was um, evaded. Um, continuously throughout our history. We've had short periods of profitability followed by um, bouts of recession and economic instability. And when the country was eventually ceded to the British in 1763, we had somewhat of a diversified agro-export economy with some small to medium-sized plantation owned by the colored and French settlers. However, as the British came in, they wanted to create a classic plantation economy, which led to the cyclical rise and retreat of the agricultural sector and the failure of several cash crops, including lime, cocoa, vanilla, coffee, and other crops. And coupled with that, we also had some uprisings and disputes between plantation owners, maroons, and the Caribbean Indians. So basically, what we have is essentially inherited is a tainted history of um, agriculture with no one really being sure on how important agriculture is to our economy. Um, if we are to fast forward the, this timeline now to the banana production era, we see that not much was changed. The monocrop was banana, but then it was sugarcane or lime or cocoa, but whichever period you were looking at. And our profits were reasonably and relatively good at the time. Uh, the economy became heavily dependent on this green gold, as we called it, and failed to diversify the other, and develop the other sectors, such as tourism and even the fishing industry, which fell under the portfolio of agriculture. So as the prosperity followed, we see some changes taking place in Dominica. We have the social stratification changing, we see a strong middle-class population emerging as the farmers 
sought to differentiate themselves from the social stigma which associates farming to poverty. Farmers began educating their children to become lawyers, doctors, teachers, and bankers. And most people aspired to civil service positions, despite the fact that agriculture was more profitable. So basically, this shift in cultural attitudes led to mass migration of the population to greener pastures because the country was unable to absorb this educated um, population. Meanwhile, we had some problems facing the industry. We had um, increasing competition on the European markets. We had the banana wars which were going on between Central America, the Caribbean, um, the United States. And Dominica, um dependency on the monocrop, it basically led to our demise. We see um, our total revenues in 1992 <coughs> at about $84.7 million. By 2008, revenues were about $5.54 million, which is a mere 6.5% of the total 1992 value. So this was a drastic reduction in revenues, considering that in 1992, Rosalie area, for example, by itself, was reaping $5.7 million. And here we have it. At the end of, nine, at the end of nine, 2008, we have the entire country only bringing in what one, one area would have brought in in the past. So the decline in the revenues basically meant that less money was allocated to the sector to improve and introduce new technology to just develop strong marketing strategies so that we could effectively position ourselves as a forerunner in the um, global marketplace. And basically with the world becoming more um, intermingled and entwined, we, we fell behind because lack of diversification basically made us unable to compete um, effectively in, in the um, global marketplace. And so the decline in the agro-sector was further impacted later by the bioeconomy and heavy subsidies for migrant populations in the diaspora. The balance of trade became significantly misaligned with exports averaging approximately $50 million compared to exports averaging over $200 million dollars from 2005 to present. Meanwhile, the overseas remittances accounted for the deficit, climbing from about 20 million in 1991 to over 50 million dollars in the year 2010. So amidst all of that, we still have some other problems affecting agriculture. We see an influx of immigrants who came in and basically assuming the position of the Dominican farmer within the social structure. And with all of that, we have a fallacy that exists because the poverty levels in the country continue to be averaging around 33%, and that's one-third of the population living below poverty levels. So we have to ask ourselves the question, is our current situation working for us? In, in summary, I like to say that the cultural attitude towards agriculture, a shrinking population, U.S. subsidies, the barrel economy, and a new middle class is at the apex of the problems plaguing the society. Changing the mindset of the population towards agriculture is key to combating these issues. Can we utilize the new technologies available? Strong marketing policies along with an aggressive campaign to reposition agriculture as a viable industry? Or do we continue to basically exclude agriculture as a possible contributor? I will now turn over the discussion to Mr. Sanford, who will go more in-depth on the issues plaguing agriculture. Well, Halima, let me just say thank you for this really great introduction to the agriculture sector. If one thing, just listening to you with this really brilliant summary of where we've been and what agriculture has meant to Dominica, I think you were able to very well highlight the tremendous role that agriculture has played in Dominica's future in terms of being able to educate an entire population. You talked about um, farmers being able to send their children to school to become doctors, to become lawyers, to become professionals. And I know I speak for myself when I say that that is so true for me and for countless others, yourselves that are on the, on the program, countless Dominicans who can attest to the tremendous importance of agriculture. But I think what you also did was to show how 
agriculture at one time, and you gave a very good reference. We've just one area, the Rosalie area, bringing in some five, six million dollars um, to that just that region. And now, when you move from six million dollars to almost zero, you can well imagine the tremendous negative impact that this would have, and and just the whole demise of the agriculture sector. So I think that places us places us in a very good position to move on to talking about the challenge um, that we are faced with. And and the question I wanted to start off with, um, Sanford, is to ask you, in looking at this and and in having you know spent a lot of time looking at the agriculture sector. What, in your mind, is the is the biggest challenge that now faces Dominica as far as agriculture is concerned? That is the caliber of people I sat in at the St. Andrews High School, Dr. Fountain, and um, this introduction is just, I'm so proud of, of my of my alma mater, you know, St. Andrews. But um, Halima was very, very, very eloquent in, in, in her presentation, and she also um, brought up some, some of the main major challenges. You asked me which one is the major challenge, and I choose... To, to really come up with four. I think the challenges that the agricultural sector face can be can be captured in these four broad areas. Um, one, the mindset of the people, which Halima uh, um, attested to a while ago, the marketing structure of agriculture in Dominica, information collection and management, and the fourth sector, I think, is overall management of the of the agricultural sector. Um, as it as it relates to the mindset, um, there's a Halima did a very good introduction in the historical view, but there are various perspectives, you know, given to the mindset. We had the the, the plantation viewpoint, which Halima um, brought up very well. The work of the peasant, meaning that hey, agriculture is a poor man's job, and and you have what I prefer to as the agriculture science perspective that. We, we, in our, in our attempt to really broaden the scope of agriculture, we introduced agricultural science in the, in the primary and the secondary school and even at the college level. And I think um, these eras have, have created, you know, the mindset of the people where we move from the history part to the science part where we can study it. I think um, we must present agriculture now differently and we must present it now in this modern society as a, a, vir- a, a viable career option. And by doing that, we must move now away from agricultural science as the transitioning period into agro-business, where you integrate the business sector of, 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 of the economy into agricultural science, and you make it what we call the agro-sector um, um, or the agro-business sector. And I think that will give a nicer, a more attractive tone. And if we're talking making it sexy, I think this is a, a way to, you know, to improve the, the, the attractiveness of agriculture, even from, from the, the, the primary school level and secondary school curriculum. Um, I also think um, in terms of, of career viability, we need to start talking about, for um, example, agri-econ ag at the first level, um, 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 start, um, degree level. We need to look, start talking about agricultural law we need to start looking at topics, at concepts as food security, sustainability, you know, food science, invasive um, species, and, and gen- genetically modified foods. These are the kind of areas that agriculture needs to be looked at to change the mindset of the people away from the historical viewpoint and the, hey, it's, it's a peasant man job, it's a common job, into looking at the broader perspective of agriculture at a global level. No longer it is the colonial time. It's a global era now, and these are the, the, the terms and, and, and concepts that agriculture should be discussed and, 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 and brought to the, to the people. Um, the next sector, which I think um, Halima touched on as well, is marketing. This is a, a very a significant challenge to the agricultural sector. And, and I think by now we should take a bold step in employing um, marketing experts within the division of agriculture. I think traditionally we have we have employed people with training in agriculture or some field of agricultural science. We should take a more holistic or what we call a systemic approach to agriculture and bring in the marketing experts. Now is time we need to now is the time we start we need to start looking at hey, why not buy some shelf space in some of the major supermarkets and barbiders and have these marketing experts within the agriculture field, you know, do some 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 culinary exhibition in Barbados about our, our, our produces in Dominica. Look into gathering and information on 
on packaging and value added in agriculture and, and make it more attractive to these people by by you know by by having these experts within the agriculture division doing that job. So these are some of the challenges and just trying adding my own contribution making it sexy. I think these are some of the ways we need to look at. With this the marketing sector now integrated transited nicely over into there's no way we can run away from it. We have to embrace it. We have to use it. I believe the whole idea of demand and supply, the answer to, to matching this in the agriculture sector is to have a central information system for the agriculture department where the farmers can, can know what is happening in the market and the market can, can tell the farmers what is happening and what is expected of them. I believe this is the way to go. We cannot run away from it for us to have, in order for, for, for the agriculture sector to realize some level of profitability, there must be proper management and collection of data. The, the farmers need to know this year how many planting trees will produce the number of pounds of planting needed to supply the market that we have at hand. When there's, when will there be a surplus so they can hold back and plant some other? This is the order of the day. This is what the advanced economies are doing, and we cannot wait any longer to make that move. It will require resources. It will require dedication. It will require the human resource. I think... Dominica has that, and we can find it other ways and means to find it. And the last area, I think, of, of, of challenge that's facing me is the overall management of, of, of the agriculture sector. I will not, I don't have the time to go into all the details, but I will see maybe it's time to privatize the sector. Maybe it's time to give businessmen and farmers run their affairs and have government as a shareholder in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the process. We have gone along from our independence to now having the agriculture, the Ministry of Agriculture. And if we were to say how profitable this has been in terms of its operation and productivity and efficiency, I think there are a lot of questions to be asked. So in a broad way, I maybe mean, it's about time that we start asking ourselves the question. Yes, management of the sector is a challenge right now. It's, it, it hasn't been proven to be efficient if we have these statistics to back it up and we can get that. It doesn't allow us right now the time. But maybe now is the time that we should start asking ourselves, should we go a different route? And I think this will nicely lead us to the next section that we, 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 we want to talk about, Dr. Fountain. Well, thank you very much for that, um, Sanford. You know, clearly, I think you've laid out in, in some detail given the limited time, the, the critical importance of agriculture and the challenges with which we are faced. And I think in your presentation, you continue to stress the fact that there is a continuing role for agriculture. And that is what I'm, that is, I'm most pleased about, because I personally believe that Dominica still has the most potential in agriculture. And I say that without any fear of contradiction, that agriculture is the sector that has the greatest possibility for making the greatest impact on the greatest number of people in Dominica by no other sector. Given Dominica's geography, given Dominica's setup, we have some 70% of Dominicans living in the rural areas. We know and we've seen it. We've, we have the historical um, legacy to show that agriculture has been that critical. And in fact, going forward, we need to focus our attention even more on how we can bring it there. It takes us very nicely to this other section we want to talk about and to bring in our third presenter, who is um, Neil Nixon. Neil lives out there in Alabama, another Dominican, I think from the Calibishi area, living in Alabama, but who himself continues to look at the sector as a very keen interest in Dominica and its future and its development. And Neil, I want you to come on board now and tell us a little bit about what you have been discussing in terms of the way forward for agriculture and some of the things that within your group you believe can work to make agriculture become the kind of potent force that it once was in Dominica. First, Thompson, thanks. thank you for having us. God bless you and your family for all that you're doing um, for our country and, and spreading the word about Dominica and the potential that it has. Um, you know, human resource is the most important resource there is. Um, and listening to Claudius and Hanna, that kind of reminds me of the potential that, Dom that Dominica has. You know, because we have so many intelligent and resourceful, ambitious people um, all across the globe. But the way I look at this is the best things in life are simple. 20, 15 years ago, or 15 to 20 years ago, Caribbean were net 
exporters of agriculture. Today we are net importers of agriculture products. The world population is increasing. There's a lot of middle class in China, in Africa, in Latin America, in Brazil that are growing and they are consuming a lot of agriculture products. And that kind of put the stress on production and that leads to the increase in price. So agriculture is not just a sector of the economy, it's a matter of national security. But I believe, you know what, I believe we have to do for self and don't wait for the Europeans or the Chinese and others to help us. For years now, we've been talking about, you know, every time I get together with Dominicans, we need to do this, we need to do that, the country should be like this, the government needs to do this or that or the other. And I'm saying, let's obey the call that Gandhi made to his people. Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. So we have identified problems of a country. We cannot wait on the government to do it. We cannot wait on China. We cannot wait on Europeans. We have to be the instrument of change that we want to see in Dominica. So how best to do that? I think the best way to do it is, is, is in a pro-business capitalist way in which all that are involved in the process and the chain of seed to market get to profit from it. And we came up with an idea of creating a cooperative, an agriculture cooperative that are involved in, in six different areas of agriculture. One is inputs, and that is that is fertilizer, bringing fertilizer, um, packaging materials, supporting materials, buying them on a, on a bulk level, on a bulk level to achieve economies of scale and to reduce the cost. Second thing is to have an efficient system of distribution and logistics that that takes our products from point A to point B. To take it from Dominica to Saint Martin, Dominica to to Barbados and the rest of the islands in an efficient manner. Three, I think we need to look at value added, and there are two aspects of value added. One is value added in taking our, our local products and turning it into something that is not perishable, that is have a long long shelf life, and is be, and you it's able to transport from point A to point B without getting too much damage and, and that kind of stuff. The other section of value-added that I think we need to get into, and that is importing raw materials from other countries and turning it into, into manufactured products at home and then reshipping it out to other countries. For instance, Germany is the number one producer of chocolate. Germany does not produce a single cocoa tree. It imports the raw coffee, choc chocolate, um, cocos from Africa and then manufactures it, this, it, it in, in Germany into manufactured products and sell it to other countries. We look at um, Singapore. There's a company in Singapore called Wilmar International. It's one of the largest agriculture product, um, companies in the world. And Singapore is as, as small as Barbados. So we can import corn and turn corn into animal feed, into cornmeal, and we can use uh, the byproducts to, to spur a whole new poultry and livestock industry. We can import raw wheat and grind it into flour. Barbados is doing it. Jamaica is doing it. So we can look into even um, beans and, and nuts that we can import from Brazil and Argentina by the bushels and tons and, and process it in Dominican and ship it out to San Martin and Guadeloupe and Kiga and so on. The other part is we want to look at, we want to be involved in financing and marketing every agriculture product that we are involved with. Um, because I think in terms of marketing, they, 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 there's a lot of help needed on the islands in terms of marketing. I think there's a lot of effort in other areas. In fertilizer, we see some efforts in... Um, in, in, in certain areas of production, we see efforts, but in terms of marketing, in terms of guaranteeing a market and seeking, seeking out the marketplace for, for products, I, I think there's much work to be done. 
Um, the, number five, I think we have to get involved in data collection and analysis. For instance, if a, 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 a typhoon blows in Madagascar, the largest country that grows, um, the country that grows the most vanilla, if a typhoon blows there and, and destroys the crops, then vanilla prices are going to go up. We need that kind of intelligence to know when prices of plantains and vanilla and, 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 and mangoes and so on will go up so that we can give information to farmers. And then that will make a decision in, in terms of cultivation and production. And six, I think we need to create good relationship with stockholders and shareholders of the company. And we'll create the cooperative in such a way that restaurants and hotels and supermarkets in all these different Caribbean islands can also be shareholders of that cooperative. So in fact, when they buy from us, they are buying from themselves. And I think the cooperative is one of the most beautiful form of business there is because the family will benefit, the guy who finance can benefit. Dominicans overseas who may not be even directly involved can buy shares in the cooperative. They are very resourceful Dominicans overseas. They can, they can lend their resources, their expertise to making the cooperative a financially viable entity on the island. I think we can do it for self. If Singapore can do it, we can do it. So I, I think we have to just approach it from a, a, a pro-business point of view. I think as Halima touched on the, 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 the merchant TV system that existed 150 years ago, we are still under that system where we don't really manufacture and export. We just produce raw stuff, you know? And, and England and Germany and the others are actually using our raw materials, creating a manufactured product, and shipping it back to us. So I, I think we have to, to, to raise the level of public discussion. I think we have to look at synergy within the tourism and agriculture um, sectors. For instance, if we can produce, if farmers are producing eggs, then the tourism sector which, which, that needs eggs for, for instance, a hotel needs scrambled eggs to make cakes and so on for its guests. They should buy it locally from our farmers. Um, so I think we have to look at, at that kind of this kind of synergy, and I think we have to set a goal. And say, look, in 2020, in 2020, we are going to be self-sufficient in poultry and livestock. That we will produce at least 80% of the chicken that, that need for local consumption by 2020. They have to set that goal. And empower the people, find programs. The government can give coupons um, to kind of incentivize local consumption of, of local products. Um, so that's where we are. We, 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 we are on the verge of creating a cooperative that, that every Dominican who wants to, 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 to look for a different avenue for, for making profit, making money, for financing a project, you can, use, you can go through the cooperative, be a shareholder, buy shares, and let us make things happen. I think for, for too long, we have about what needs to be done. Now is the time, I think the time is... And um, that's what the group is doing. Um, that's what we've been talking about for the last some serious um, work, workings together to, to get things done on the ground. Okay, well, Neil, thank you so much for that. This is an excellent presentation. You've certainly given us quite a lot of food for thought and the idea of a cooperative, the idea of setting goals. And I like that. I think, I think that's the kind of approach that we really need to take towards agriculture. Let's set the goals. Let's decide that we're going to, as you said, by 2020, by 2025, become self-sufficient in poultry. Then how do we get there? What do we have to do? How do we have to get the feed? You know, those are the kinds of discussions that we have to do. And the, the, the question of doing for self, I think, is critical because so often we kind of sit back and say we depend upon somebody else to do for us. Let the government come in and do this and, and the other. But I think that what you're talking about is if you like it's a grassroots movement 
where you have a cooperative, where you have farmers themselves involved. You have Dominicans who are interested in the farming industry, Dominicans who owe their, their success in life to farming, who will be interested in giving a hand up or, or helping right, the right. farmers on the ground. So yeah. I think that these are some very right. powerful powerful um thoughts that if you've put forward we'll continue that discussion but let's do this let's let's take a short break with as well we'd like to invite we'd like to invite our listeners to to chime in we certainly like to hear from you we we do have a couple numbers that you can reach us at if you're calling from dominica you can reach us at 442-1211 that's 442-1211 if you're calling from the united states you can reach us at uh, 202-525-7135 or 301-327-6154. That's 301-327-6154 or 202-525-7231. 202-525-7231. We would certainly like to open up the discussion um, as we continue here on this very important uh, topic of agriculture and how we can make agriculture something that all Dominicans can benefit and profit from. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back with our panel. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. Hey, All right, uh, we, we want to continue here with our panel. As we continue the discussion, I know we have a couple of the panelists who have not yet spoken. I believe um, Odwin is with us. And Odwin... Um, We'd like to get your views. You're part of this group that are taking a very serious and hard look at the agriculture sector. We're talking about making agriculture work for Dominica and for Dominicans. And I think that you guys are bringing the kind of thought and the kind of intensity that is required at this time to the whole sector. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, well, good night, Damson, and thanks for having us. Um, good night to uh, uh, Dominican people out there. And I hope that... Um, with the discussion we we having here tonight, that we all will learn something and be able to put it in practice and hopefully improve the life of many of our people home. Um, comes from one of the things um, about this agricultural uh, agricultural uh, product we're supposed to be working on and trying to stimulate our our, our economy. Uh, the the objectives right of the agricultural product itself right should be to help each and every one in Dominica to be able to move on, live a much more comfortable life, and to be able to contribute back to not only society to society but to humanity as a whole. And because we know over the past years that agriculture has been looked on as a poor man's career to some extent. I mean as a, as has been said before, many of us that's how we get our education. It was through the farming, through the banana industry. And I think the education of our people still need to go a long way in terms of educating them as to what agriculture is all about. One of my one of my things about this agriculture agriculture is that food is a need, is not a want. And I cannot understand why agriculture should be put down at the bottom when we all need it for survival. As per Dominica, I mean, we face a lot of challenges in terms of doing agriculture down there because of our terrain, right? I mean, we have maybe one of the roughest terrain within the Caribbean. But I think what can be done in order to alleviate some of that problem is to sort of zone out the area as to the best products that can be grown in certain areas, right? And with that being done, then we can have farmers in different areas concentrating on doing certain things in that area and know that, okay, we're getting the best product from that area, right? One of the problems I know our farmers have in Dominica in terms of being able to produce is accessibility, you know, and that's major, right? I mean, going at the time when, you know, you have to carry the stuff from, you know, the mountain to the flat, on your head, you know, 
and that kind of stuff. And if you want to live in what we call a competitive world in agriculture, we have to take those things into consideration seriously. You know, accessibility has to be one of the main things in terms of getting to the right place in order to, for the farmers to get where they want to produce or where they want to plant or what it is they want to plant, right? The other aspect of it is going into the byproduct, you know, getting multiple things out of um, the, the, the product, whatever it is where we decide to grow. For example, the bananas. I mean, you, you're in Reggie in the United States. You, you go to just the, 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 the red navel being sold in stores. And sometimes you wonder, what is that? Back home, we throw that away. You go to the stores, you see they sell banana leaves all wrapped up in packages. You know, back home, we throw that away. Right? So, we can use all bananas and use, use it for multiple things. You know, I mean, apart from having just a banana, you could cut it, go down into flour, in, in the leaves, into maybe, maybe using the trunk of the banana for um, some kind of straw or something of the sort. But we have to look at those things. I mean, we are the age and time in technology where nothing should be wasted. Should be able to be able to convert that into something that is productive, useful, and can bring in money, for not only to the farmers but to the country and help our lives. Right. And the other the other problem we face down there is transportation. Right. After the farmer go out and he produces bananas or he produces his oranges or whatnot. You want to know how we can get that to the market, right? Is it going to be on his hands for two or three days? How perishable are his goods, right? So that immediate market, that immediate transportation out to where it's supposed to go. And that's when Neil come up there in terms of the cooperative. That's where the cooperative could come in handy because the cooperative could have all this in perspective as well as doing all the surveys, you know, make sure everything is um, down to the T as it's supposed to be. and you know, be able to work with the farmers to tell them exactly what it is they need, how soon we can get it out, and how quick we can get it out. Right? And, and going from there, I think now is the time also where we should intertwine agriculture with tourism. Right? Dominica is too much of a blessed land where we should just have those things separate. Those, those two areas should be going hand in hand. You know? You know, the farmers should be able to produce what they can sell locally to the supermarkets, the, 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 the hotels, the guest houses, you know, and to other areas, to, to other stores in Dominica we think that need our product, as well as being able to export it. We should be able to package our stuff in such a way that when the tourist boat comes, they can get the share, they can get the share of local or fresh produce right then and there, right? So all those things need to be worked hand in hand in order to be able to go forth you know, and make agriculture sexy, right? Again, as I said, education is a big part of it. You know, we have to get all people used to the point that agriculture is nothing nasty. It's something good. We have to go back to where you can buy local, eat local, and sell local. And that's the only way we're going to start pulling our, ourselves out of what you call the slum that we find ourselves in, you know? Agriculture shouldn't be something that we have to turn our backs on. We should never turn our backs on because we must eat. Uh, and don't make any sense to be importing or soon really importing bananas from Antigua when we can do it in our own backyard. Okay? So with the effort that we're making as a group, I'm hoping that in the near future we can be able to put a lot of those ideas not only on people again at this point in time. Okay, um, Odwin, thank you so much for that. And one of the things that you raised, I wanted to just kind of throw around, around to the panel on the question of attitudes towards agriculture and what we see happening currently in Dominica, where we have agriculture produce being imported into Dominica. Carrots, I'm talking about carrots, cucumber, um, cabbage, lettuce, competing with the local. Is it, is it a time now for Dominicans to to take a stand and begin to support? I understand that it is costlier, probably the local product is costlier, but do you think now is a great opportunity for Dominicans to establish their interest in agriculture by saying we will not buy any of those imported products, period. We'll, we'll continue to support the local farmer. Do you see that kind of effort, that kind of drive, that kind of buy local, that kind of, of, of pride in supporting our own as 
some kind of um, project or some kind of, of um, campaign that should be launched? argument people are saying well it is cheaper and so on but this is a fairly recent phenomenon recent in the sense of the past three four years and all of these years dominica existed or dominica survived on dominicans purchasing i think dominica was probably a poorer country then and people still had enough to go to the market to buy or to buy from the villages and so on and and now we have this completely foreign or alien thing to Dominica where people are simply going and saying, well, the price is better on price. And and I think that that unless people understand the harm that they're doing to themselves, in other words, every time you buy a Florida made orange or you buy a cabbage that comes in fr- on the boat, you are displacing a family, you are condemning a family to poverty. And that's how we need to begin to look at those things and understand that we're doing inherent harm to our own people by supporting other countries when it is something as basic and as simple as this, where we have better products. I mean, I hear the farmers all the time. We hear the farmers and the farmers cry, and we understand the the, the difficulty and the you know and you know the, the waste that is going on because they don't have a market. They cannot sell to the local population because Dominicans are busy buying other people's agricultural produce. And I think it's time that people understand that we can do better as a country. Yeah, I, I would say I would say that, um, and I appreciate the sentiment expressed. But I would say that we this is a global phenomenon, and the Americans also crying about the Chinese product. So we we in a, in a global situation here where the laws we sign, the WTO's laws, the the, the Caribbean um, countries, the, the the rules of trade that they sign, and so on, all these apply. But I think what happened, what's happening is that we are not organized. There is no organizing entity on the ground that brings people together um, for trade and, 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 look and looking at logistics and distribution and that kind of stuff. If the supermarket is part of the cooperative and the farmer is part of the cooperative, then when the supermarket buys, it is buying from itself. So it is more profitable for the supermarket to buy from itself than to buy from someone else. And so, so goes for the local man, the local restaurants, the local um, hotels, and so on. You know, Gandhi said, and uh, not Gandhi, but Marcos Gandhi said, get organized and you'll command the world. Be disorganized and you'll be the doormats of other people. And I'm telling you, we need to get organized. There is no relationship between the farmer and the hotel, between the farmer and the, the, the supermarket. The, the, the That's where the a corporate uh, comes in as an entity, as a, as a nucleus to bring people together, to create that network, that relationship, so that as soon as the, the, the product is ready, it can find its way to the marketplace. But we don't have that system. And we are waiting on the government a lot of times to create that system. But I think Private enterprise need to step in to create that system. In any country where the government is the major employer, that country is going to be in trouble. 
So we need not- private enterprise to support the place. And that's where we are coming. Right. Support um, um, what Neil's contribution again in stating the importance of information technology. This is the tool which we have available to us in organizing ourselves to, to, to take advantage of the opportunities that the agriculture sector provides. If there is a, a central IT information system or where farmers can go there to get the needs of the market, the, 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 the restaurants and the, the supermarkets in the neighboring island in Dominica themselves can go online and state their demands, what they want. There is synergy. There is a, a two-way open communication that farmers can get involved. And the people who are going to get into farming nowadays are the, the, the college graduates and high school graduates. This is, to them, the, the IT and information technology is second-hand. So we need to bring in these this sectors into uh, in, in synergy, as, as Neil used the term earlier, to, to, to get this system going. And this is what is going to make it attractive and sexy, which we talk about, to get young people to change their mindset, to see beyond just the hard labor of the, in the hot sun, but to, to look beyond that and see the, the business, the profitable of the of the uh, of the agriculture equation. So I like to add to that by saying, um, when we think of changing the mindset, this is a, a serious undertaking, and this is a program that basically needs to be integrated in the schools, even in the primary schools. I remember a time when we had our gardens in school. We had we planted stuff in school. Um, we would sell our produce in the nearby villages like Wesley and Margaret, and we would have that money for ourselves to do whatever we needed in our classroom. And our mindset was different. We had physical contact with the soil, and we also had some level of um, agricultural expertise. We had people like Frank Newton that was teaching us how the, the agronomy, you know, the basics of the soil, and in, that was integrated into our curriculum. Now, the kids are completely cut off from that. Some kids don't even know where their parents' um, gardens are. They've never been to the bush, you know. So we need to get some physical contact back to the soil. We need to get reacquainted, and we also need to have a program instituted in the schools where the kids are learning agriculture as a science and also as a business and the management of agriculture, and how we market, and how we can run a farm, not just learning to grow some chicken in, um, in a shack, but really taking it to the next level, really as a business, and letting them see the profitable side of, of running an agribusiness. Neil, um, as, we, as we kind of wind down there, I wanted to ask you about the cooperative concept, and just how would you operationalize it, just how you make it work in practice? Well, the cooperative and the cooperative, you will invite people to buy shares in the cooperative. And those shares will be the capital that the cooperative will use, whatever it needs to do to get things going. So the farmers can come in, you have anybody from overseas can come in, a supermarket manager in St. Martin could buy shares. Government could be invited to buy shares as a minority owner. So you invite, you put the cooperative on the block and say, look, we are, we, we are open, here's our bylaws, here's what we intend to do, and uh, we, we, we start selling shares. Um, you can also sell shares, um, trade shares. Um, so if a farmer, if, if someone comes in and says, look, I don't have money, but um, I can help you build that shed or so on. And the shed, my work is worth 500 bucks. Um, we can say, well, we'll give you some shares for your work. So that will help the cooperative kind of um, save capital while at the same time paying people with shares. Um, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, um, after the cooperative has conducted its business and, and, and done its, um, its accounting, it sends out dividends to shareholders. So farmers, um, investors, supermarkets, everybody owns shares and got a dividend caught at the end of the year. Um, so someone comes to me, come in with your expertise and say, look, this is what I can offer. And based on your expertise, maybe you put us in contact with someone that you know gave, gave us a fantastic deal, and we can kind of 
estimate it and, and, and give you shares for that. So it's open. I think there's so many resourceful Dominicans overseas. If we could just tap into that resource, I mean, we will be unstoppable. So that is the basic concept of, of, of the cooperative. It's the most, in my view, it is the most beautiful form of business because everyone involved will get caught as long as the cooperative makes a profit. Now, Neil, is that something your, your, your group is actively pursuing? Is that something that you've looked at some timelines and you want to get up and running as quickly as possible in 2013? Have you started to make contact with the farmers in Dominica, the different farmers groups and so on? Just where are you presently with that idea of the cooperative? Well, we are working on the buyers. I know there are some on the ground, there are people on the ground, intelligent people uh, have been looking um, and we do not want to duplicate efforts. I think it's a waste of time trying to duplicate things when we can actually get people together and share all resources. So we are going to sort of create the bylaws for the cooperative. Um, we have a website that we already, already on in which already purchased, dot com. And uh, once the bylaws is set up, then we can begin to look at um, sending out the, the information out there to have people begin to buy shares and stuff like that. Now, in terms of the like to address this. A board of directors and mm. that kind of stuff. So it will be, be guided by the bylaws and, and sort of overseen by the, um, the board, of, board of directors. Yeah, but I was thinking also in a more fundamental way, Neil, in terms of how do you sell that to the Dominican public? How do you sell that to the Dominican farmer who has a stake in having that kind of organization that he can look to for inputs, he can look to for marketing support? How do you sell that to the Dominican farmer? Well, I think the most important job for us is bringing people together. Selling the product, not only to the farmer, but the hawkster. Selling the idea, not only to the hawkster, but for, to the local supermarket. Selling not only to the local supermarket, but the supermarkets and hotels in St. Martin and Barbados and these places. So once the farmer realizes that we're serious, we have the logistics and the distribution network in place that guarantees that when he plants the product and come harvest time, there's a market for his product, I believe he'll want to come on board. Okay. So and some, of these things, some of these things take time. But, yeah. but, but, you know, all good things take time, but you just have to keep. And um, once it's effective, it will become contagious. Um, that's just my view. Sorry, sorry, Sanford. Okay, Sanford, yeah, no some problem. very I'm, quick words yeah, from you. We are just, just about out of time. Yeah, but I was just saying that, um, just to, to reinforce the point that Neil made, that we have the people out here in the U.S. in other parts of the world who may have listened to our voices tonight and, you know, may have, you know, took some interest in what we're saying and would like to contribute. We we, we have the, the, the body domain, as Neil said, and they could start firing us or shooting us the emails. They can get in touch with us, info at agriology.com. Send us your email, send us your criticism, send us your suggestions, and become part of this of this network, become part of this voice that look into, you know, transition Dominica into something more practical instead of just, you know, adding, you know, staying on the outside with the burial, sending home and getting involved in the political discussion most of the time. Be a, a practical voice. Get your voice be heard. Let's move this thing forward. It can work. It has worked in, in other places in Israel and other places have very, very, very nice program that they have put in place and make it work, make it work. We can do it if we have the, the resource, the human resource. We may be falling behind the capital resource. We can come through that once we have the human commitment and the things will fall in line. So as we close, I would just like to thank you again, Dr. Tom Fountain, for allowing us this time. Our discussion will continue, and um, we will be happy to join you again and, and, and have further discussions in other areas as, as, the, need, as the need arise. Well, gentlemen and ladies, let me thank all of you. Certainly going into 2013, we'll be looking forward to this materializing because the farmers in Dominica need all the help that they can they can get in partnership with Dominicans living overseas. I believe that we can do for self and that if nothing else, we ought to remember that we can do for self. That if we organize ourselves, as Neil said, if we organize and bring ourselves together, that we can do this. That agriculture can become a viable, a viable means of survival, a viable means of livelihood for the vast majority of Dominicans, but we need to organize, we need to pull our resources together, and we need, above all, to support each other 
in that effort. So let me thank all of you for this really interesting discussion. I'm sure um, the, the farmers in Dominica and the people listening in Dominica welcome that intervention by this group of young professional Dominicans who have a keen interest in their homeland and who are committed to making a difference in Dominica. So I thank all of you. I'll be looking forward to talking to you again next year as we move along thank and you, as Kim we keep this. So thanks thank to all of you. All right, thank, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, thank you very thank much. You, thanks to Neil, Halima, um, Claudius, and Odwin for joining me tonight for this weekend interview. I would like to wish all of you a really Merry Christmas and the compliments of the season. I will join you again in the first week in January for another edition of this weekend interview. My name is Thompson Fontaine. Have a good night and thank you so much for listening. Coming up right now on the Dominican.net is the Standman with his blend of Caribbean music as we, he takes you through to midnight tonight. So have a good night and thank you so much. Thanks to our production staff and thanks to the panelists for joining us tonight on this week in interview. Have a good night and thank you thank so you. much. Bye-bye.